Welcome to the S-Files, sponsored by Serve Wisconsin, Wisconsin's National Community Service Board. I'm your host, Kyle Flower, Communications and Government Affairs Officer for Serve Wisconsin. S-Files is your look into the impacts and stories of AmeriCorps members and volunteers serving throughout the state of Wisconsin. Each episode, we'll be digging into their service stories, or S-Files, to learn about the people and programs whose service is meeting critical needs across Wisconsin and enriching the lives of the people and communities they serve. In this episode, we are speaking with Paige Hill and Kamaya Moultrie, who are serving this year with the Wisconsin Association of Free and Charitable Clinics at the Perry Family Free Clinic. So Paige, Kamaya, how are you doing today? We're doing good. Yeah, just happy to be here. Well, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate you sharing your story with us today. Could you all start off by telling us a little bit about your AmeriCorps service this year with the Wisconsin Association of Free and Charitable Clinics? Yes, yeah, so we're currently under WAFSI, but we're both placed at the whole site at Perry Family Free Clinic down in Madison, which is the Dane County area. And our primary focus is to provide health care to Black men in Dane County that's uninsured and underinsured. We mainly focus on primary health care service and primary care, but we do offer a lot of different other services such as mental health or free pharmacy services as well. That's great. And so what does your day-to-day service look like at Perry Free Family Clinic with WAFSI? As a PHA, I'm a Public Health AmeriCorps member. It's a little bit different than Kamaya, who's a VISTA. I can work directly with patients, and this often includes working through patient intake forms, helping the physician room patients, and kind of various clinical tests. So on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have clinic in the afternoon, And then Monday through Thursday, we provide mental health services through a partnership with Edgewood College Student Therapy. So it's really nice that we can provide both behavioral health services and primary care services and help the therapists, the physicians, and the PAs however we can. That's wonderful. And then Kamaya, what does your day-to-day service look like? Yeah, so I do work within the clinic and I kind of help as like support if the clinic needs anything. But one of the big differences between like PHA and the VISTA is VISTAs do not provide direct care. So I don't interact di- like directly with the patients or the doctors like with patient care. But sometimes I do help pick up or drop off patients, but I mostly work on like behind the scenes on like, policies, grant writing, fundraising and things of that nature. And then for those that don't know that are listening, there's a difference between VISTA service and through Public Health AmeriCorps, VISTA is more capacity building, doing anti-poverty work versus the direct service aspect. So, Kamai, can you fill us in on some of the capacity building activities you're doing? Yeah, so one of the main things I say I probably worked on here is community outreach with different nonprofits in the area that can help share our services, like the free pharmacy service that we talked about is a partnership through St. Vincent's, and that's a partnership that we carried on, and long, as well as the family center that brings the mental health services here. So it's pretty much community outreach and different services that we can bring within the clinic or that we can refer people to. So that's probably, I say, is the biggest pinpoint of the work that I do. And so your service is doing the outreach to help bring the patients in, to get word out about the program, to help get word out to community partners about the program? Yes, because the clinic is fairly new. We opened in February of 2021. So our main goal right now is to bring in more patients than we already have. This year, that's probably our main goal is to like double the number of patients that we had last year. That's great. And are you doing any work with 
grant writing or any other capacity building things in that direction? Yes, currently I am in like trainings for grants because we do have another grant writer here and I just help them like alongside them and I'm doing trainings to be able to know like directly what we need because I know grant writing is pretty hard and that's probably the main thing I know a lot of VISTAs worry about. Yeah, grant writing could be for some nonprofit stuff, really simple to any federal things, incredibly complicated and everything in between. And so I know it's a spectrum of learning how to do it. And then Paige, you were saying that you're doing some direct service working with the clients on, I think it was intake and then with both direct care and the behavioral care. Yeah. So a lot of what I do is kind of looking at the social determinants of health to figure out, are there resources at the clinic that are preventing patients from walking through the door? And as Kamaya mentioned, we do pick up patients. So we do have a passenger van and a lot of people can't come to the clinic because of transportation issues, whether that's cost or access to a vehicle. So what we do is that we can go pick up patients and remove that barrier of care. And a lot of this comes with like screening and talking to patients over the phone to figure out what we can offer that will best meet their needs. And then once the patients arrive at the clinic, are you doing an assistance for them once they're there as well? Yeah. Yep. So I help check them in. And then based on the healthcare professionals that are here, we have nursing students from Edgewood College alongside volunteer physicians and a paid physician who comes weekly. So I can help room them or go through kind of like the general medical questions alongside assisting if the physician needs help with vitals or anything like that. And then you mentioned looking at those social determinants, and I'm sure that may fit in, Kamaya, to your service too with that outreach piece. So what have you kind of discovered about what's going on with the patients you're trying to reach? Like I said before, one of the main things was they can receive the free primary care here. Then when they leave, they have to pay for prescriptions and they don't have the money. So that was a partnership we did. And a lot of the men and focus groups with the founder, Aaron Perry, said one of the main things they wanted was mental health services. And that's why we brought that on. I think it's pretty easy to identify the problems that the men face with that come in and out because they're, they're willing to talk about it with us 100%. And so I feel like once we find communities, because I feel like Wisconsin has a lot of nonprofits that a lot of people don't know about. So once we find them and able to make that partnership, we can kind of close that gap. That's great. Just over your service, have you seen an increase in the number of people that are coming in? Have you seen some changes in the services that to be provided? Yes, I 100% seen like an influx of patients that came in because when I first started in like mid-August, it was a lot of reoccurring patients that we had. And then the word kind of got out a little bit from the barbershops that we partnered with and we kind of seen the influx of patients. And we also offer services to patients that's not Black men. Like we don't turn anyone around, even though they are our main focus. That's great. And it sounds like you did the partnerships with the barbershops as an outreach component. What are some of the other outreach components you did to help reach out to people in the public? Yeah, I can share a little bit about the barbershop model. So initially, our founder, Aaron Perry, started it with JP Hair Design, which is right next door to our clinic. And he began this by creating a separate office where they would do health screenings. So testing for things like hypertension, so high blood pressure or diabetes and like looking at blood glucose levels. And through that is really what created the 
clinic in itself. So we still have partnerships, I believe, with five or six barbershops in the Madison area. And that's where a lot of our patient referrals come from, is that there are those health centers in each of the barbershops. And then we have referral forms, which we created to allow a streamlined process for patients to actually get to the clinic if they are having a health concern. That's a really interesting way of using other aspects of the community to help feed people in to help receive healthcare, which is amazing. And then, Paige, you mentioned a couple of those initiatives you're working on. Are there any others that you're doing as part of your service? Yeah, we're working on a harms reduction program, and this is to address the opioid crisis in Wisconsin. So in the clinic and in all the barbershops, we offer Narcan and fentanyl test strips, just so you know that community members, regardless if you're a patient or not, can come in, no questions asked, and grab a box of Narcan, just so we can get it out in the community that we want to serve. So that's great. It's just a way to help keep people safe and it's out there as a resource for folks. Yeah. And it's in like a trusting safe place where they know how they can get it. And so for those that don't know, what is Narcan? So Narcan is a substance that you can use to help prevent an overdose once someone has taken like a certain amount of drugs or the drugs are bad. But it's not to save a life. It's just used to help them stay alive until a healthcare professional is there to actually help them. That's great, especially with you hearing about people that experience those overdoses especially with the fentanyl issues where they don't know it's in the drugs they're taking and then they experience an overdose. Yeah. And that's why we love that we also provide like the fentanyl test strips because they can test their drugs beforehand to know if they're safe or not. Why did the two of you decide to serve as AmeriCorps members this year? So I graduated in May of 2022. And then I know I want to go down a humanitarian path. So I was just looking for Anywhere I could do like community service within a community, and I found AmeriCorps. And the manager of WAFC, Connor Doppler, reached out. And I really loved the core team with WAFC. They kind of brought me in, and that's what set them apart from other choices that I had. And then I met with Aaron Perry, and I loved like everything he was doing within the clinic and barbershops. And that's what kind of like drove me here. And then since the clinic is in, the Madison area, were you here already in Dane County for school or living here, or did you come in from outside? No, I live in the suburbs of Chicago, so it's not a long drive from here. I do have family in Madison, so it wasn't a big shift. And then Paige, how about you? What led you to want to serve with AmeriCorps this year? Yeah, so I went to University of Wisconsin-Madison, and I graduated in May as well. And in my last semester, I actually took a course where I interned at the Public Health of Madison and Dane County. And in this course, I really learned like how important it is to advocate in different communities and how you have to learn with the community in itself. And this experience really motivated me to try to look for more community advocacy projects. So that's really why I joined AmeriCorps, is that I wanted to actually be able to learn and grow within the community. So then as I start medical school next year, I'll be better informed as a healthcare professional. That's wonderful. And then I know that WAFC has AmeriCorps members serving throughout the state. You all network and work with the other members that are serving at other clinics, or how do you all get together to collaborate on any other issues or projects? WAFC sometimes have different 
volunteer days where we can go and meet. We are having this month for Martin Luther King Day a service. Everyone's going to come to Madison for a volunteer thing and we can network there. But also within Madison, we do know of the other AmeriCorps workers and we have their numbers and stuff. We can hang out sometimes like that. And one of our partnerships with the St. Vincent's Pharmacy is with another AmeriCorps worker there. That's wonderful. And then what are you doing for MLK Day of Service? Yeah, we'll be working at Second Harvest, the food bank. Whatever they need us to do there is probably what we're going to work on, mm-hmm. yeah. That's great. And it's great to have that chance for folks to all come together to build as a cohort. Because when you have those members serving throughout the state, you might see them on virtual calls or maybe you talk together for some sort of thing during training, but it's great to actually get back together too. Yeah. It's really nice because a lot of us are kind of going through the same thing. Like, how do you write a grant? So then there's that big resource and network of people where you can ask like, hey, can I see what a grant you've recently wrote or something like that? And then looking at your service so far over the last several months, what are some of your favorite memories or some highlights of your service you could share with us? I would definitely say the favorite memory I had was a patient actually ended up calling us asking for a ride to one of their appointments. And they asked to be picked up early because they were really excited just to come hang out with us at the clinic. And it was just really cute just to be able to have those moments and to build these relationships with our patients. That's wonderful. Yeah, for me, I'll say it's another patient that we see all the time. And every time we pick him up, we just have like the longest conversations about life. He just encouraging us like we're young, make sure we do everything we want to do. And it was one time we had to visit a patient within the hospital and they kept saying like, you saved my life, you guys saved my life. And it kind of shows you the work that the clinic does. And it helps close that gap that a lot of people have within healthcare. That's fantastic. We hear a lot from patients about mistreatment and mistrust within our current healthcare systems. So it's been really amazing to be able to fill that gap, as Kamaya was saying. And so you think this model was really helping with that by trying to build some trust? Yeah, 100%. Because the reason the founder, Aaron Perry, started within the barbershops, because that's one of the main places Black men are comfortable and trust. They trust their barber, and they're more likely to speak about the things that's holding them back, like the disadvantages within healthcare in those kind of spaces. It's just such a cool way of finding that in the community where people were being open and on to bring it in to help make that connection into the healthcare aspects. Yeah. So I know you're going to have several months left in your service. So what are some things you're looking forward to accomplishing over the rest of this year? Personally, I'm excited just to see how the clinic's going to continue to expand. So I started in September, and throughout this time, we partnered with UW Pharmacy, with Edgewood College of Marriage and Family Therapy. And so I know there's going to be more coming up. So I feel like we're just going to get busier and busier and reach the patients that we need to reach, which is exciting. Yeah, and for me, it's probably the same, like the capacity building, because we see how much everyone here wants to help and the amount we can help. And we just want to make sure we get the word out so people know that we are here. Because I feel like that's our biggest barrier is our name not being out there for people. Well, hopefully the outreach efforts you're doing are just going to continue to help spread the word so people know that this resource is out there to help people with the different health challenges they're facing. So your service term will end over this summer. So what plans do you have for after your AmeriCorps term ends? 
Well, starting in August, I'm planning on starting medical school at the University of Minnesota, which is where I'm from, so it would be nice to be back home. For me, I'm looking into more humanitarian work or community service work, so I'm looking into applying for the Peace Corps and hopefully taking that route. That's wonderful. It'd be great to take this experience and build upon it in just different ways and get even more life experience, make a difference in other ways, in other places. That's the plan. And then Paige, so you mentioned you're going to medical school next year. Did you deliberately use this as a gap year experience for your AmeriCorps service or is it something that just happened, go through and you're making your plans for over the next year? Well, I definitely did a lot of exploration to figure out what I wanted to do in my gap year. I kind of knew after I graduated that medicine was the path I wanted to pursue. But while I was kind of debating like the different things I could do, this was just such a unique experience to get so much hands-on care and to work with a population that in a lot of medical schools is lacking in education. So for me, that was really the most exciting fact is that I could work actually in the community and work with Black men to be able to treat them in the future. That's great. And I love the fact that through your AmeriCorps service, you can take this gap year for medical school and get real experience working with patients you can bring with you to have a greater understanding of the communities you'll be serving and just more experience when you enter into medical school. Kamaya and Paige, we just want to say thank you so much for speaking with us today and sharing all about your service. Thank you for having us. It was wonderful speaking with you and good luck with the rest of your service this year. And then Paige, good luck with medical school next year. And then Kamaya, good luck with the Peace Corps, whatever next amazing journey you take in your service world. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you again to Kamaya and Paige for sharing about their AmeriCorps service this year with the Wisconsin Association of Free and Charitable Clinics at the Perry Family Free Clinic and giving us another story we can file under service. Thank you for tuning in to the S-Files podcast produced by Serve Wisconsin. I'm your host, Kyle Clower. Your producer is Serve Wisconsin intern, Anna Daniker. And as always, a big thank you to everyone that serves here in Wisconsin. Remember, the S in S-Files stands for service. And you are the reason we have so many great stories to highlight. Tune in next time for another page pulled from the S-Files.